0: We know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, Pants Review courses, now is the time, and usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Episode 11. I am excited to have another interview for you guys today. I spent some time speaking with the Skin Sisters, um, who are both dermatology PAs. So, Brooke and Lauren, who you'll meet in just a minute, um, have been working in dermatology a lot longer than I have. And I reached out to them on Instagram. They do a great job of sharing reviews of products and different cosmetic procedures and sharing some dermatology advice on Instagram. And they have a website as well, theskinsisters.com. And I said, hey, you want to come on the podcast? I'm a Derm PA. You guys are Derm PAs. We already are friends, basically. So they were awesome to speak with, had some great advice about just their... PA journeys, which are very different, and also about getting into dermatology, which is a question that I get asked a lot because a lot of people do have interest in the field. So we'll jump into the interview, and you guys can find The Skin Sisters on Instagram or on their website, and here we go so hey guys i am here with brooke and lauren you may know them from instagram and from their website the skin sisters and they are fellow derm pas just like me and so i'm really excited to talk to them about their journey i know derm is a very um desirable field and so to have two sisters both working in derm in the same practice how did i want to know how they did that so We're gonna learn about them and get some advice and some answers, and then you can go follow them if you want to. So, guys, why don't y'all introduce yourselves and just give us a little background?
1: I'm Lauren and I'm Brooke. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you, Savannah. This is such an honor. So we are both dermatology PAs. We um, grew up in Minneapolis, and we're we both moved all around the country, but we're back in Minneapolis now, working and practicing dermatology together.
0: That is awesome, and at the same practice, yeah. At yes. the same practice, yeah. Cool. Okay, what is that like? I, my sister, <laughs> she works in business, and I can't even talk to her about blood, so that would never <laughs> work out. But
2: I mean. Is it weird? Is it cool? It's really fun. We actually kind of eclipse each other mostly. Um, the days that Lauren is in clinic, I'm off, and the days that I'm in clinic, Lauren is usually off. There are obviously you know lots of trainings and different things outside of clinic that we do together, dermatology based and we share a lot of patients, so one of the funnier things that happens throughout the day is especially. You know, maybe like an elderly patient. You can see they have this kind of puzzled look, and some sometimes they'll just be like, "Well,
1: but which who? Which one are you?" They'll <laughs> get offended. Like yeah. sometimes they'll say, "I'll introduce myself," and they'll say, "No, Lauren, we've met before." I just like, saw I'm you positive. the other day. <laughs> That is awesome. So
0: that's really fun.
1: <laughs> so did y'all go to the same PA school? No. We went to undergrad together, we both went to the University of Wisconsin, and then um, I moved out to New York City, and I went to PA school at Toro College in the city.
2: And then I took, so we were always just a year, you know, of, ahead or behind one another in school, mm-hmm. and I was in a completely different field for almost five years before I went back to grad school. Interesting. Yeah. And then I moved to D.C., and I went to George Washington University.
0: Okay, so did you decide to be a PA because you saw how much Lauren loved her job, or is that, that... Was part of it? Yeah, how'd that happen? It
2: was, yeah, it was definitely part of it. Um, so I worked in like PR and corporate communications, and I was out in San Francisco, and then New York, where Lauren and I lived together in a spacious 500 square foot studio apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yikes! And it was kind of during that time that. I was sort of like feeling unsatisfied with my job, and then actually looking back kind of fortuitously was laid off from that job um, when a lot of people were, were having the same experience. And so I took that time and really like shadowed a bunch of people and thought, oh, maybe I'll go into teaching or maybe I'll go into something sciencey. Um So that kind of started my path. I took almost a full year off. I actually moved home to Minneapolis for, I don't know, just under a year. Worked as an MA and um, I got my patient hours, started really learning about medicine, started being interested in both public health, kind of community level, population level health. Um, So I actually pursued a master's in public health before PA school. That's what I went into after that kind of year of soul searching and, and PA prerequisite doing um and then went along to PA school after that That
0: that's so interesting have you both always worked in Durham
1: yeah I actually took my job I was doing my last rotation in Durham and ended up just never leaving like I did my last rotation took my boards and then just started working in that practice gotcha
0: I've only been in Durham too so have either of you had to take your boards again yet
2: I have, yeah. She was taking her (laughs) her pantry as I was taking pants.
1: So that was like amazing. Studied
2: together. Was that difficult? That's one of my
0: fears. Being a derm PA, and for people who don't know, as a PA, as of right now, you have to retake boards every ten years, and they're general. And so,
1: derm is four percent of those. That terrifies me. (laughs) it's a good question. I was really worried about it. So one thing that did change during the time, like since I took the original certifying exam was you could kind of specialize. So like I chose the primary care exam, um, which I think was helpful, but honestly, the only thing I did fine, I did great on the exam, you know, then medical knowledge comes back to you in a second. I studied quite a bit though. And that was, Kind of frustrating to me. Like I felt like I could be studying so much in derm, and really improving like my skills in derm, but instead I was just studying for the test. But it was—I mean, it was fine. I didn't—I, you know, I passed.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Oh yeah, I've got. We'll see about five more years. Okay. For mine, so we'll see if it, if it's still around then with all these. That's
2: what I was going to say. Right, it changes.
0: Yeah, I don't even know. Um, okay, what for each of you, what do you like and dislike most about your
2: job? You wanna go first? So I love being a PA. I think especially in dermatology, there are so many different things you see in different like parts of your brain you have to use. You're seeing, you know, from the eldest of the elderly to the teeniest of the teeny. Um and in our practice we do medical cosmetic and surgical dermatology so i assist in most surgery a couple of days a week which is great to like keep up you know my surgical skills and wound care and suturing and things like that um so i love the variety every day dislike i mean it's actually a tough question every office has politics and so like any job you know there's that um I think to really like be a super comfortable, confident PA, you really have to know how PAs fit into the healthcare team. And I think, you know, Lauren and I obviously, and you, Savannah, have a a solid grasp on that. But I think other people who you might work with might not. And so it can kind of be a challenge to advocate for what you can do. That's a really good way
0: to put that.
1: What do you think? For me, I agree with Brooke. I love the variety of dermatology. And actually, one of the things that I like is also what I dislike. So I love for derm that our patients are aware. It's not like we're cardiovascular surgeons and our patients Mm -hmm. might not be familiar with the field or whatever. Like Everyone's interested in their skin. They can see it. They can read about it. They can read Allure magazine. They can, you know, whatever. So it's fun because they generally have an interest in what we're talking about during their visits. However, there's a lot of really bad information out there, and a lot of patients are coming in with information not from reputable sources and, you know, from blogs and things. So there's a lot of doubt in terms of sometimes the information we give them. And just a lot of things I see where they'll, you know, say, well, I've been treating, you know." This condition at home for six months with this treatment I read on some blog, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Not not our blog. No, not not. Yeah, you know, it it just so or you know something they heard from a relative or something, and so that's one of the things I dislike. I think is that there's a lot of bad information out there that patients you know tend to find when they're online late at night. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, no, I I see that a lot. Um, I didn't know that you could do so many things with toothpaste and vinegar and (laughs) tea tree oil, (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah, some things I've never even heard of. Witch hazel does miracles, apparently, yeah, Um, every day. So, (laughs) uh, Huh?
2: It'll cure your psoriasis.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, What advice would you give to somebody who is interested in getting into DERM after PA school?
1: I would say just to get as much experience as you can. A DERM rotation is invaluable and helps to make connections also. But there are other fields where you can get DERM experience, even like internal medicine, pediatrics, primary care, emergency medicine. These are great rotations. For getting derm experience, and you can tell them like if you're on your emergency medicine rotation, but you're interested in derm, maybe you're doing you know, what you know whatever yeah. track it is, fast track or whatever is you know sewing up lacerations or wound care and getting that derm experience. Another thing that's really helpful, I think, is to seek out derm providers in your area um, and try to do some shadowing. Really see if if you do indeed you know, like practicing dermatology.
0: Yeah, you gotta make sure you like it first. Yeah. Um, what about, do you feel like PA school prepared you well to work in dermatology or do you feel like you had to learn a lot on the job?
2: So I approached PA school and especially rotations, um, believing that I wanted to be an emergency medicine PA So I did not see, I didn't have any dermatology rotations. Um, So from that perspective, no. (laughs) But from the perspective of like choosing to do a wound care elective and like the, you know, primary care, PEDS, ED rotations that we have to do, you definitely see a lot of derm that I didn't at that time recognize as like, oh, this is obviously, you know, Helpful. helpful in my future career, but I think what PA school does so well for, you know, PAs that go into any specialty is there's always that basis of like primary medicine. Like if you don't understand hypertension, you might not understand like your patient's dependent edema or, you know, resulting cellulitis, something like that. So from that perspective, absolutely a, a very strong building block.
0: If you were going to give someone advice on looking for a job, what do you feel like are the most, like the one or two most important things to look for in a job? I think when I talk about this on my website, I mean, I talk about location and supervising physician um, and specialty and salary, and sometimes you can't find all of those things. So to you guys, what would you say are your top most important things in a job?
2: That's a big question. I mean, the thing that immediately pops into my mind is especially as a new grad going into dermatology or really any job, I think it's really important that you have a very, very good working relationship with your supervising doc and any other doctors or PAs in your group. Because PA school is short. And while we're really prepared in a lot of ways there's just so much that you don't know and two years later you still are asking questions and 10 years later you're still asking questions so I think it's really important to know going into a job that you're going to have the support that you need and maybe that's you know making sure when you do your schedule that you're never the only one in the office or you know things like that
1: um what else I agree I mean gosh i I think especially in durham I, you know things like salary come i wouldn't i think it's more like my first job was an incredible learning experience it was almost like a fault of the job that I worked so closely with the physician at the time I was like so frustrated looking back it was like the most incredible learning experience and really shaped my whole career, but it wasn't the most high paying job but like I was so happy, and it's really led to this great career that I don't know if I would have had otherwise. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. that's really, I mean, that's good advice, and that's something that I tell people getting into DERM, because sometimes they'll kind of balk at the initial salary, but like you said, salary comes with experience and being able to kind of prove your worth, I think is very important in Durham and having that experience is the only way to do that. Yeah.
2: Um, so it's nice to hear somebody else say that too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in Durham, and I don't know about any other specialty, but I think like if I'm looking back, you know, in 2020 hindsight and like thinking about my very first contract negotiation, like I think that anyone going into Durham would absolutely want to negotiate a contract where you have a guaranteed salary that first year or two of practice because like Lauren said, it just, it's a slow build and, you know, things like high volume patient load will come and with that will come reimbursement to you, but it takes time. So I I think sort of a nitty gritty detail would be to make sure your practice is guaranteeing you a certain amount of of money.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, um, kind of made it built into my contract that I can kind of revisit that occasionally and um, I think I think it's up to you to impress them and to show them what you can do and so for me that was kind of my goal and even after my first year they were able to say you did better than we thought you were going to do as far as the amount of patients you're seeing and what you're doing. And then I really had some negotiating power from that point forward um, that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't worked as hard or put in the effort to really learn and make myself valuable to them. So yeah, I'm... What setting are you in? So I'm in a Practice. It's all dermatology. We have two full-time dermatologists and one part-time dermatologist, and then one other PA that's been there for a year now. And I'm in my third year. When I first started, it was actually just me and another physician, or my main main physician. And then within six months, one of the other practices in town closed down, and so um, the main dermatologist there retired, and so we kind of inherited. The other two dermatologists, and then, I mean, ever since then, like, we just have grown, and, I mean, we're yeah. the biggest practice in Augusta now. Um, cool. But, yeah, I mean, are y'all in a big practice
2: setting? Not. We have uh, two MDs and four PAs. Okay. Interesting. Split between two offices. Split between two offices, yeah. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, my supervising physician said they're never hiring more PAs because they don't want to sign more notes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I can see
1: they're well, like I, I just can't stuff. it's
0: so, <laughs> so much
2: work it's so much work
0: yeah yeah and I I love my supervising position. we're like friends um but yeah like she's been on vacation for five days and when she gets back like
2: she's gonna,
0: yeah she's gonna freak
2: out at
0: <laughs> no, least um okay let's talk about PA school just a little bit what do you feel like When you were applying to PA school and trying to get in, did both of you get in the first time? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think made you stand out as an applicant?
1: So I'll go first. So I went, this is Lauren, I went um, straight from like undergrad to PA school. I took a really traditional path. But frankly, it was a long time ago. I mean, I went to PA school like, you know, (laughs) like 10 years? Yeah, 12 years, 12 years ago. ago. So that's a, I mean, things were really different. It wasn't as competitive. Um, but I think a lot, a few things helped. You know, I had excellent grades and that sort of thing. I did a ton of shadowing, um, not just like patient care hours, but just shadowing like PAs, nurse practitioners, nurses, physicians, it, you know, anyone who would have me, I would go. Um, and then I did a really neat program. Um, it, it was something called Dialysis Clinics Incorporated, and it. I went to Nashville. They have like maybe ten sites around the country, and I worked um, on their on a transplant floor at St. Thomas Hospital in Nashville, and had this like really unique experience that was hard to get as an undergraduate student. You know where I was. Um, almost kind of doing like what a PA student would do or a medical student would do, but as an undergraduate student. So, and that was for a whole summer. I also worked at a camp through that program for children who were on dialysis. So I think that gave me kind of some unique patient care experience, um, as opposed to maybe what other applicants had at the time.
0: That's cool.
1: And I had a very non-traditional
2: path having worked in a completely different field and then kind of turning things around. So for me, I think what probably set my application apart was that I did have professional experience um, and that I had this other master's degree and having the public health experience that sort of allows you to look at healthcare delivery in a different way. Um, those are probably the two things that stood out um, from my application and I think it is different probably school to school I ended up going to a program that you know has a joint MPH PA degree program track and they really place a lot of value on you know community health and things like that so I think you can also sort of tailor your strength to certain programs.
0: Yeah is there anything you wish you had done differently before going to PA school or while in PA school?
2: I mean, part of me thinks, oh, I should have just gone to PA yeah. school right away. <laughs> but then I wouldn't have had the perspective to know that I
1: wanted to. So I don't, yeah, I don't think I would have done it any differently. I don't think so either. I mean, it was, PA school was such a wonderful part of my life. And um, I went to PA school in New York City, which was like a really fun, enrich, enriching experience for me. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I would change anything.
0: What one piece of advice would you give to someone who is pre-PA and thinking they want to go to PA school? Ooh,
1: just one. <laughs> I would say the biggest thing is well, maybe two things. There's two like legs to this. One is make sure you want to be a PA. Like do that homework, do shadow. Make sure you don't want to go to medical school or nursing school and that this is the track you you want because I think a lot of people, you know, aren't sure. There's all similarities to these different tracks than, you know, in terms of what you're doing in undergrad to prepare. So I would just say do your homework, really get out their shadow. Most PAs are very willing to have someone come into the office for a few hours and spend time with them. Um, and then I kind of lost my train of you thought. You lost yeah, your second arm. Second arm I lost. I think, I mean, oh. I, I
2: totally agree do you? I totally agree with what Lauren said about making sure like PA is the track. Like you have to make sure you don't want to be the boss, right? You want to make sure that that's okay with you. You want to make sure that you are okay working as a team that, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I think that's really, really important. I think it's also really important to look at like where your priorities lie in terms of like family life. What is your goal in maintaining a work-life balance where do you see yourself fitting in in that way and then i mean this isn't a fun one but i think you need to make sure you understand like the finances if you're going to be taking out loans and things like that and understanding how all of that works against like average pa salaries for the first five years yeah that's that's the bad one
0: yeah but important still important and something people want to know about so that's they they need to know about it um let's talk about the skin sisters a little bit what inspired you guys to create an Instagram account and a website kind of around your careers
1: so we have another sister named Carly and she's always saying how she's like the luckiest person because she gets to try like all these amazing samples and we're always testing treatments and yeah. stuff or, you know, talking about things. Come and try this new thing. Like she kind of knows all the secrets. And so we felt like we could kind of be like. Not, Everyone's sister. Yeah, like not only we are sisters, <laughs> but we are like your sister providing the information to you. Except for you uh. actually
0: know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. We that's the good thing. That's the thing. We try to provide information that has a medical background and a really scientific background, and it's factual. It's like fun evidence-based medicine yeah. for dermatology. Things exactly. you
0: actually want to know about.
1: What you yeah. want to know, but the real
2: information.
0: Okay, cool. Um, how long has all that been going
2: on? I'd say it's been simmering for like. <laughs> We, it means three years, even almost. And we've been and talking it. about it quite a bit. Yeah, and then one day this summer, we were just like, "Okay, we're good, like let's do it," and we just set up the Instagram and did it. That's awesome. Alright, <laughs> let's.
0: Huh? We got
2: to what we were doing. I mean. <laughs>
0: That's okay. Let's talk derm stuff for a little bit. What? Let's do favorite face wash.
1: Ooh. I, I mean, I'm totally into basics. Cetaphil Gentle yeah. Cleanser is, like, the best face wash you're basically. ever in my world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really into um, this, like,
2: brand. It's called French Girl Organics, and they have a neroli charcoal cleanser that I really like. It smells good, and it's just, like, easy to use.
0: I feel like I just change, like, every month. Yeah. I I like the La Roche-Posay foaming cleanser right now. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's very, like, refreshing. I, yeah. I really like that. The gel one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the bottle's huge, too. Yeah,
2: I feel like it lasts forever, but... I also like one. It's um Sunday Riley. I've it's, heard of that brand. Yeah. It's called... It's, like, blue... I think it's called Blue Moon. And okay. it's just a balm, and you apply it to your dry skin. And it's so... Like, I have kind of dry-sensitive skin... And it feels so good, and it smells so good. Hmm. I have try that.
0: What about moisturizer? Your go-to moisturizer.
1: Kiehl's. Yeah, I like Kiehl's. Never mind. I, um, I really like La Roche-Posay, too, though. La Roche-Posay is, like, I feel like they make such wonderful products at just an excellent price point. Like, mm-hmm. far above your average drugstore stuff, but... It's like pretty decent and compares to like high-end products. I like everything from their line honestly. I like on um, Neocutis and Skinceuticals. If you're talking a little higher end, have really excellent moisturizers. It's so dry here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. so especially like this time of year, we need a like a thick, creamy moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Um. And then CeraVe PM from the drugstore is great. It has niacinamide in it, which kind of tempers redness and, you know, calms things down a bit. I, I even use, that use that one a good bit. Hmm?
2: I use their body cream on my face like in the dead of winter. Their moisturizing
0: cream? Me <laughs> yeah. too. I love it. If I'm dry, that's what I use. And mm-hmm. then I've been – Neutrogena Hydro
2: Boost is
0: oh, – I yeah, like, that like that in the summer. Favorites.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like those water-based ones. They, like, are so refreshing. Mm-hmm. that's my favorite and they look
1: amazing on your counter yeah yeah
0: it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> what about sunscreen
1: La Roche-Posay Anthelios Anthelios
0: yes. yeah 100% hey I like Kula I'm a, I'm a Kula fan the mango scented is just
2: Ooh,
1: perfect the spray and the cream the, it's
0: the, the mango orange. cream yeah spray. I don't know if they have a scented spray but um, the mango cream like it's awesome
1: it just smells really good but yeah. I was, I'm so impressed by the coolest spray. It's like the most even, you know, sprays are kind of dangerous because you don't always like get a good spray. You really have to rub it in, but the coolest sprays are, are excellent.
0: Yeah. I like all of their products. Actually, as far as sunless tanner, which I don't use a ton, but if I do, I use their spray on oil sunless tanner. Oh, taner.
2: oh yeah. really? It's really
0: good. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. So fun, fun stuff. Well, where can people find you if they want to get more skin tips and just follow along with you guys?
2: We try and post something every single day, whether it's a post or a story on, it's just at the skin sisters on Instagram. And then we also have a blog, which is the skin sisters, where we post more like Q and a with product founders or longer reviews of items or sort of like more medical stuff as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for for joining me. It's been nice to talk to you guys.
2: Thank you. This is so fun.
0: Yeah. There you have it. So if you want more from the Skin Sisters, make sure to follow them on Instagram and check out their website. We got into a little product talk there, which tends to happen in the derm world because there's so many things out there, so many good products that it's kind of fun to see what everyone else likes to use. But That's it for this week. Next week, I'm gonna have another interview for you kind of on a different end of the spectrum with an orthopedics PA. So if derm's not your thing, but you might be into joints and broken bones, which is not my thing, stay tuned for next week. And as always, you can find me on Instagram, at the PA platform. And on my website, there are Tons of resources if you are still trying to decide what you want to do and that's just thepaplatform.com. My email's on there. There's a contact form. You can definitely reach out if you have any questions and I did a YouTube webinar a while back about what it's like to be a dermatology PA. So if you want more about what my daily life looks like, and my thoughts on my profession, you can definitely look that up on YouTube. It's on my channel and I'm here for you. So if there's anything you need, please let me know. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love a review. Um, Give me a quick rating just so more people can continue to find the podcast and we can keep it going. So until next week, I hope everyone has a great weekend and a great next week and we'll see you next Friday.